So what what happened with uh, with Naudi's YouTube video? And I saw kind of uh, the the string of stuff on Facebook, and seems like he uh, he really likes to uh, you know really have a one sided opinion. And uh, he likes to pontificate <laughs> exactly, and he likes to bash the you know the personal qualities you know because I the commented before exactly. I commented <laughs> like before, <laughs> like on the establishment, right? <laughs> That's right. It seems like there's it's not just him though. It seems like there's a lot of people like him that. They don't know what they're talking about, so they'll use a bunch of big words that their audience has no clue what he's saying, but they assume that it's sophisticated and that it makes sense, and they, they latch onto it and believe in it. And instead of you know having an educated debate and defending himself, he uh, he just attacks the individual. He'll say, oh, well, look at your posture. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. And, and, have, and have you seen his? <laughs> have you seen his, and have you seen him do the explosive... Uh, uh, exercises that he's doing. I mean, if you look at alignment and all that stuff, if that's what you're looking at, look, I, I look at performance. I don't really care if you're aligned. If you're knocking people out, that's I want your hand raised at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. I really don't care if, if you if you have a one arm longer than the other, if you got a gnarly uh, lordosis, as they call it. I don't really <laughs> care. My athlete doesn't pay me to make him live to 80. Look, we already know Elite athletes, the more elite the athlete, the shorter the lifespan. Usually that's a prevailing, prevailing trend. And strength athletes are the, even the worst. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, Paul Anderson and, and uh, Vasily Alexiev, all those people, they don't live to be 80 and 90 years old. They don't. Mm-hmm. Who lives to be 80 and 90? The yogis that do nothing. All they do is stretch and they, and they don't hurt their bodies. And they're built for that stretch because you take somebody that's not made for that stretch and you stretch them like that, you're going to kill them by the time they're 35. Mm-hmm. So exactly. bottom line is, is the people who don't do much, mm-hmm. they just walk, do a little stretching, walk, do a little stretching. Those people live forever, forever. And the people who are high performers, the higher the performance, the shorter the lifespan and the, the less the quality of life that they have in their mature years. It is what it look at me. You know, no knees and two hip replacements. Why? Because I probably put 300 years worth of wear and tear on my body in the first 46. Mm-hmm. Hey, you fly with the eagles, the crash is really hard. <laughs> if with the chickens, you ain't going to crash, brother. You ain't going to crash. You're just going to live a long life, but you're going to be down with the, the chickens. It's a trade-off, you know? So all these people, look, all these people... Number one, they're true YouTube or internet trainers. What does that mean? They have taken the internet and they know the marketing and they have marketed themselves through the internet to gullible people. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. So what do they do? They eliminate all negative posts from their blogs. So their blogs read, I love Naudi. (laughs) You are the best. You are the best. So, you know, after 36 or 40, you are the best. Who knows if he got 75, you, you know, you're, you're doing something that's dangerous, bro, and you're not a good representation of our, of our industry. You're not going to see those because mm-hmm. if he had those, he's not going to market very well, right? Exactly. So he removes all of those from the YouTubes and everything because I've already been on. So what does he do? He blocks me. Have I blocked him from my, from my social media? I don't even go on social media. My son does most of our social media. You know, but every once in a while, if somebody does say something, they say, my my son will say, hey, dad, you got to deal with this. Or my trainers will tell me or somebody, hey, man, did you did you see this person or did you hear the the way I found about Nadi? Somebody sent me the link. Mm. I don't go out looking for I don't have time to be 
an hour, half hour searching for stuff. Right now, I'm doing uh, a certification and I'm going through my book. So I have to go through my book and I have to outline what the exam questions are going to be. I got to come up with 150 slides in three days. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. I don't have time to be chasing these people. Yeah. But if somebody says something or somebody says, hey, Carlos, I want your opinion on this. And I feel that the industry could be enhanced by a debate. I'll jump on it because I feel it's my responsibility. We don't, we don't have a policing body for our industry. So we have to police it. It's like uh, the neighborhood watch mm-hmm. to help the police. Well, we don't have the police. So imagine that. We have to even have a tighter neighborhood. But I never, I never attack people personally. I never get into bad language. I had some people post some, some nasty stuff about Audi. Uh, Naudi and I told him flat out, "Hey man, no, 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 not, not, you know, not anywhere that's associated with me. That's not the way we're rolling." Mm-hmm. And I'll remove any derogatory things. But he blocked me from his thing. I, I went in on everything I could find of this, and I posted, and I posted, I posted. He blocked me, and then he removed. Okay, it is what it is. Yeah, but at least I can say that I did not stand still. Exactly, and yeah. watched it happen. It's funny too because I had a similar experience with uh, with David Weck, the founder of the Bosu. David yeah. Weck is a good buddy of mine. Yes. When, when David <laughs> Weck had the Bosu ball, which was a piece of plywood, a round piece of plywood, with a half a stability ball t- uh, stapled in silicone. Okay. Steve Cotter and I were the original ones that came up with the first exercises in San Diego when when the Bosu ball was just in its pilot, if you will, you know, stages. Mm-hmm. Dave Weck and, and, and I asked Steve Cotter and I just to go off because I had already done the stability ball. He mm-hmm. goes, can you do some of the stuff on the stability ball? But safer here. I go, watch this. And, and, and Steve Cotter and I went nuts on this thing. Dave Weck is a good guy. I love Dave Weck. And I wish him the best. And, and he's had great success. But don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. I'm not standing on the Bosu ball. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted you to know what the story was there. Mm-hmm. He's a buddy of mine. I love him. Yeah. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. Yeah. Respectfully. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I've gotten to know him pretty well because I'm here in San Diego. And the funny thing is that, you know, the, uh, another person I know, Dr. Cobb out of Z Health, he talks about how the brain doesn't like the Bosu. It doesn't like inflatable services because it loses spatial awareness and kind of switches on that governor chip in the brain to shut down your strength. And I was asking uh, Dave Weck about this at Ursa. I was I was asking for his opinion on this and he kind of, you know, took it like Naudi where he just instead of giving me the science behind why that's wrong, he just started cussing at me and started freaking out and saying how he wanted to fight Dr. Cobb. So it it, uh, it, it for me the the Bosu instability training, you know, I I've gotten away from all that and lost it's lost all credibility for me. Um, just because no one's been able to provide any support or justification why you should do it. I don't even, you know what? I don't even care if the science does or not, does not support it. <laughs> I don't even care because what are you, you're going to sell me something on science. Science is lagging 20 years behind. And because there's 10 scientific uh, studies that have, con- have controlled one or two variables in an environment where 3000 variables are alive and you're going to tell me that you have conclusive answers because you control two of the 300 variables or two out of the 30 var- variables? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. No, man. No. I'll respect somebody who li- who makes their money in the gym, and if they don't get success, they lose their gym. I'll, you know what? I'll go to that guy. 
He won't give me the scientific jargon. He might not even give me an explanation why, but he'll say, you know what, man? Uh, I, I, I don't know why, but I can tell you that every time I do this, this happens. And every time I don't do it, it doesn't happen. And I've done it like 300 times. I'll believe that guy. Now, granted, I understand that, um, that um, there may be an association or a correlation relationship. And I'm educated enough to know the, different be- the difference between causality and, and association. Okay? But 300 times associated, and if I do everything the way he's doing it, but we don't know if it's one exercise causing it or a combination of exercises or maybe even another exercise that he does in this group of exercises. Mm-hmm. But we know that this group does it. Yeah. We don't know which one or a combination. You know what? I want my guy to step into the ring ready. I want this person to rehab from their back, uh, you know, uh, surgery in four weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll do the whole group. I'll go, Cushion, what's your protocol? Oh, these five exercises. Uh, okay, five exercise, three times 10. Done. I'm not going to make it my life's mission to know if it's the first exercise, the second, the third, the fourth, or the fifth, or a combination of three and five, two and one, or it happens with one if the person has this issue, but two, the, the second exercise is more uh, effective for that other condition, and these two are more effective for this third condition. You know what? If you're a college professor and you want to do the research, have at it. Me, I'm doing Kush's five exercises. Done. And I'm successful (laughs) 90% of the time. And I don't know exactly why I'm successful. So do you want to get your your A on your exam and not know which ones you missed? Or do you want to get a D and know exactly which ones you got right and which ones you missed? Which one do you want? I want my A, man. I want my A. (laughs) Exactly. Done. So, yeah, be weary about the science. Yeah. Because it's, it's behind the cows. It's way <laughs> back there. <laughs> way back there. So where do you see the future of health and fitness going? Is it just going to be more and more functional training? Are we going to see integrated technologies? I mean, like, where is everything headed? I think we're, we're going to go to where I started, where, where I never left off the hybrid. If you look at my functional training uh, uh, video, you'll see that at the end we talk about the hybrid training system, the three tier integration system, how to train, how to combine functional with the more traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. Because there, you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater for crying out loud. You can't say, well, let's, you know, let's do, um, let's do dumbbell presses on a stability ball. Because we already know what happened to Rob Rogers' team of, of, of stability balls that were anti-burst, bursting, while guys were bench pressing with 70-pound dumbbells to the tune of broken ulnar and radiuses, broken orbital bones. And why do you get that? Because you're trying to cross bodybuilding and function. Don't cross them. It's oil and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Together, they make a great, a great salad dressing, but they don't mix. Leave them alone. They don't mix. Okay, you want to get big, dude, I don't even go with dumbbells. Why? Because you can't handle as much weight. Want to get big, grab a dumbbell, as much weight as you can get, and bang the big, big volume. It's a go. It's a go. Okay, now you want to do a little bit more sculpting and this and that, go to dumbbells. You want to do more movement, go to function. 
It's and why can't you combine both? Why can't I be big with bodybuilding and functional with functional? Why can't I do that? Why do I have to, you know, um, why do I have to uh, select, a, 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 you know, a team or why do I have to choose sides in a war? You know, I don't I don't want to have to choose between Michael Clark or or Gray Cook and, you know, and um, uh, what's his name? The, the Canadian dude, uh, Charles Poliquin. Mm-hmm. I don't have to make the cho- I don't have to choose between both of them. I think they're both extremes. And I think if Charles's athletes uh, were to need a lot of function, I think his people would look great getting their ass kicked. You know, mm-hmm. likewise, I think if some of the, you know, um, you know, more, more, you know, Greg Cook, Michael Clark, Gary Gray, who, who I, who I know will, will recommend bodybuilding, but they, they're known as more of the pure functional guys, mm-hmm. you know? If, if they need to, to get somebody big to play in the NFL, I think they would be hard-pressed. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have the latest technology because it's not their thing. It's not their bag. So we need to, to make it your bag to be very, very well-versed with everything and say, okay, can I create a system where all of this can exist simultaneously? Simultaneously. Like, for example, undulating strength and function. Mm-hmm. Instead of undulating periodization, well, what, what do you do in undulating periodization? You work on your strength, you work on your volume hypertrophy, and you work on your power all at the same week, all in the same week. Mm-hmm. So you work on all these variables concomitantly over a long time, and that's why you can have longer cycles, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to your linear periodization where you got, you know, four or five of this, four or five of that, four or five of that, because if not, you end up like crushing yourself. Yeah. Right? So the undulating. Uh, now allows you to train longer cycles because you're and, and you're and you're really improving all these things. You don't have to wait to power ten weeks from now to start working on power and to start seeing power benefits. Mm-hmm. That's the benefit of undulating. Exactly. Well, undulating function and strength, same thing. Yeah. Now you can have functional days and bodybuilding days. But I don't like that because when you do bodybuilding, anytime you do strength work and bodybuilding, you're required to, to rest. So I like the hybrid where I get to do my bodybuilding and my strength work and, it, and I use the rest periods to tackle body areas functionally that I'm not working on that day. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the whole week, the chest gets its big bodybuilding day and it's get its functional days on the other two. Legs get on Monday, they get a big wallop of, of bodybuilding and traditional boom but on monday i'm kind of doing chest and back functionally mm-hmm. and on friday i can do that with a back big back day and i train the legs and and chest functionally so i'm undulating this thing while i'm doing a linear periodization model mm-hmm. so it becomes simple but the way that we integrated everything to use traditional models where people can say, okay, there's the science. He does have the science in there, but wow, it, it was kind of the creative arrangement that we had that really, really makes it a very, very cool and effective system, you know? Exactly. So it's, it's a lot of fun because we do a little bit of everything. I mean, we got, we got the car pushes, we have the sled pushes, and we have all this 
variability. So for example, how do you train an athlete like me who has two artificial hips and no knees? I, I mean, I can't lunge. I can't step up. It hurts like hell, but I need hips and legs. Now go figure. How do you train the legs without flexing the knees? Mm-hmm. I started pushing cars and I go at 45 degrees. So I'm going, Jesus, I got the acceleration angle down. I got my ankle stiffness, which is the one thing everybody forgets in speed training. Mm-hmm. So you're creating all these big legs and asses and running the kids on sand, basically. You haven't done anything. Yeah. The first thing you should do is create a spring out of the ankle so what little, what little butt and, and, and thighs they do have can be, can be used immediately. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's just so simple. It's like everybody's concentrating on the, on the, you know, on the, on the tree right here and they're missing the forest. So we, 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 we have all of this variety of these um, cable RDLs that we can do to tackle the hips and, and hamstrings with minimal knee. And then you use the knee in order just maybe like a quarter knee flexion range, okay, but with a lot of gluten hams in the, in the, in the sled and, and car pushes. Exactly. So your knees don't hurt. What kills you on a car push? Well, it's the thighs, but before the thighs, the calves mm-hmm. are the first ones to give out. So before you even get to your, oh, my knees hurt, you got to get through the calves. And when you get into a 45 degree angle and you're, and you're just making these really short, short uh, strides because you're pushing a navigator, it's almost no knee. You've just got terminal knee mm-hmm. extension. So you can do it with people with arthritic knees. You try to lunge those people or do step-ups with those people, mm-mm-mm. I can't even do squats. But I can do good mornings, I can do deadlifts, and I can push the cars till the cows come home. So once you open yourself up like that and you, and you don't say no to nothing and maybe to everything, mm-hmm. your training becomes very effective. You're, it becomes a lot of fun. You have this enormous diversity okay, that you can draw from to overcome obstacles that, that floors most people. And you're like, that's easy fix. We can do that, that, and that. But because that, that, that was maybe considered traditional or maybe considered functional, the other side of the line would have never contemplated it. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, can't do that because we we need hypertrophy. (laughs) Have you felt a a quad pump or a leg pump when you push a navigator, you know, around, it's about 170 steps. Yeah. (laughs) That's killer. Oh, my God. Pooch, man. Come on. Are you kidding me? I've done, I've done squats, man, that don't pump me up like that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you mean to tell me there's not going to be no hypertrophy? Yeah. Come on. Exactly. So, so just for our audience, what's one simple tip that you could leave them with that they could, you know, take and implement in their workouts tomorrow uh, to, you know, obviously give them better health and fitness? Um, well, philosophically is – Listen to everybody and don't believe anybody. That, that's number one. So for the future, when you're learning how to fish, that should be the preeminent principle. Hear everybody, including Carlos, and don't believe anybody, including Carlos. So that's number one. Number two, I would say quality. 
forget about the the, the volume and vo- you don't need two hours and you don't and you don't need um, it, it applies to the endurance stuff which is what we're doing right now mm-hmm. you know more to the endurance but also will apply to any kind of training get away from the junk mileage the junk repetition the oh I'm just gonna cycle 20 miles or I'm just gonna run five to shake the legs off to recover the leg no you don't you want to recover the legs get a massage take a nap that's recovery okay mm-hmm. so if you want to um, something that you can that you can implement quality reps you don't need that many you don't need two hours in the gym 40 50 minutes in the gym should do it if you give yourself quality only quality only for example take pull-ups i did a project with the bartenders that up in new york mm-hmm. what did i notice when i was doing the bartenders thing so i could prepare for the video well i'm doing pull-ups so i don't do any pull downs and i don't do any cable cables anymore uh, cable rowing now i'm in I'm, i'll take a, a a pipe put it upside down and i'm doing my 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 cables or my rowing that way Mm-hmm. Instead of bent over cables, I'm now hanging from a bar. I pike up and then I pull myself up like that in a pike. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did I notice? Dude, I got strong in my forms and arms. I mean, just I, my body took on a different look, you know, mm-hmm. more of a big gymnast shoulders capped out. I was like, wow, what is this? And I realized when I grabbed that bar, it's 230 on the bar. Mm-hmm. I don't have no lead up sets i don't have no pyramiding sets it's 230 so i found out that three times 10 would hurt me because eventually they would hurt all the the you know especially the elbow joints you know Mm -hmm. but 10 times three did not hurt Hmm. and when i knew i could do three i did them better quality i did them slower you know when you do pull-up stuff if you're gonna do then the first seven are like really fast. You're not fully going full range of motion because you're trying to save yourself for the last three mm-hmm. that are really going to kick your butt. Exactly. Well, when you're doing 10 times three with quality, with the big loads, you get the same volume. You get 30, but it's 30 quality mm-hmm. instead of seven nah, and then you have the last three. So really you did only nine, nine quality reps in three sets of 10 when you do them like normal people, you know? Exactly. Quality. You're better off with 10 times three quality than three times 10, you know, or six sets where the first one is 180. The second one is at 200. The last one is at, uh, the third one is 220. And my last one is 230. Well, when I'm doing pull-ups, the first one's 230. Second one's 230. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm getting more quality. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. So, quality is quality is key. Awesome, great, great podcast today. Thanks for being on the show today. Awesome information. Really, really blew me away today. And uh, yeah, you know, if you're ever out in San Diego, come see me. I'll probably make a trip out to Florida sometime and come see IHP. Please, man. We got a lot. We got great mentorships. We have uh, excellent um, uh, certifications at uh, www.ihpuniversity.com. If not, visit ihpfit.com. And if anybody wants to uh, email me, I'm here on email anytime, jcs at ihpfit.com. I answer all my emails. Nobody answers them for me. Awesome. Thank you all again, right, JC. Brother. 
Thank, Thank you. you for having me on your show. It was a pleasure meeting you. Awesome. Talk to you soon. If you haven't already, get your custom workout program by downloading the Exerscribe app from the iTunes App Store today. Thank you.